the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good morning and welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. A lot of big headlines out there today. Uh, Hunger Games, fourth largest box office opening weekend ever. Telling you that the consumer is out there, $161 million worth. Woo! That's a pretty big opening weekend. Only to be done, outdone ever by Harry Potter, Part 2 of the Deathly Hollows, Iron Man 3, and Marvel's The Avengers, pulling it $207 million. So way off that, but um, far better than The Dark Knight Rises, The Dark Knight. Um, in the original Hunger Games, originally pulled in $152 million. This is $161 million. So uh, interesting to note. Other big headlines out there today, uh, oil's going berserk. Why is oil going berserk? Uh, little nuclear deal with Iran over the weekend. And that's interesting to note in large part because hmm, there's a lot of oil. There's a lot of gold in Iran. So you're seeing crude oil fall about 23 down to $93.67 a barrel. That should help the airlines. It should help the cars and transports. It should help you have a little extra money left over when all things are said and done. Now, again, uh, markets and Iran, uh, security in the Middle East, it can change quickly. But that's the story that we get out of this is that, you know, short-term, it certainly seems like uh, very, very interesting as far as um, the ramifications it could have until they break the deal. You know, everyone will say that any deal with Iran isn't worth paper. It's written on, but if it's written on paper, at least we can go back to the U.N. at some point in time and say, look, they enriched more than they were supposed to, and that's a problem because they said they weren't going to, and look, they did. So the Nasdaq's down two today. The Dow's up 14, 16,079. SP 500 sits down fractions at 1804. So the Dow's at 16,000. The SP 500 sits at 1800. And the Nasdaq is playing with 4,000. All pretty big round numbers that we're all looking at and going, ah, that makes us feel a little bit better. Um, 2001, 2002, the Nasdaq was you know, 5,000. So to get to 4,000, it's just now getting back to being 20% off its all-time highs. That's not very attractive. But I don't think the NASDAQ 100 is meant to be the same type of index the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average 
is, because the NASDAQ deals with much newer and younger companies, I would never, ever say to, I'm not going to say ever, never, but I would largely say that's not an index that investors should drop money into. I prefer like a Russell 3000 if you want small companies. I prefer a tech ETF if you want, you know, tech. Uh, I don't think you need that particular index in of itself. So pushing for an eight straight winning week. It's going to be one of those holiday shortened weeks, kind of. SP 500 had its seventh straight winning week last week. Can we hit eight? Mm, we started off good with that whole Iran deal. I mean, futures pointed higher and we popped higher. A little bit of Middle East premium being taken out of the price of oil. Lower energy costs are good for businesses and consumers and airlines. And, you know, it's certainly not a light idea to think of as it being positive for a risk-on market, stock market. So Walmart announced that its board of directors elected Doug McMillan to succeed Mike Duke's president and CEO effective February 1, 2014. A lot of people just scratch their heads and say, why? Why announce that right before Black Friday? Why announce that right before the holiday season? Um, Mike Duke's done a pretty good job of PR for the company, and they've had a lot of scandals, and it's a company that's easy to hate. So, McMillan's young. He's like 47 years old. Uh, fellow Dow component Caterpillar, to go with Walmart, was upgraded today to buy from neutral at Bank of America. Alcoa was a former Dow component. They were lifted to buy from neutral at Goldman Sachs. That stock's on fire right now. Uh, they seem to be moving towards containing cost as well as then managing the aluminum that basically goes in everything from cans to airplanes to, uh, you know, iPads, the back of the iPad. A lot of economic data today. Uh, a lot of economic data this week. Pending home sales report for October um, came out. And it was a little bit weaker than expected. Uh, sales plunged 5.6% month over month in September. The missed expectations for the index to stay flat. August's numbers were unchanged, showing 1.6% fall. Year over year, the index is up 1.1%. This is the first time, though, in 29 months that pending home sales weren't above year-go levels. So the market's getting a little bit... Housing's not doing great. It's done great. Can't always do great. I went for a run yesterday, three, three and a half miles. Not my greatest time, but sets me up for a better time today. Participation this week could be a little bit light on Wall Street, in large part. Uh, I don't want to work. I want to eat turkey and sit down and relax and be with friends and loved ones and chill. So it's going to be an odd week. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of people stay on the sidelines. Uh, but, again, that opens us up to uh, on your mark, get set, go, as far as the Christmas season getting launched next week. So anything you want to talk about, we can talk about today, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. J.C. Penney's being replaced in the S&P 500 after the close of trading on November 29th. What else is there that's interesting? Penny's is going to be replaced. Um... Who are they going to replace? Ingersoll Rand? Um, Allegiant? No. Pennies will move the SP mid-cap replacing... Okay, they're replacing Aeropostale. I don't know who's replacing now. JC Pennies. Other big stories of note today. Boeing, they're soliciting bids for possible locations for production of its 777 jet, with the company hoping to make a final decision in early 2014. 
Boeing has issued a warning about General Electric engines that power its 787 Dreamliner and the newest versions of its 747, saying those jets should avoid high-altitude thunderstorms that can lead to icing. GE said it's formulated a solution and is working that solution through the regulatory process at this point in time. So how's that make you feel about flying on a 787? Yeah, I just don't go in that, that, that thunderstorm that has ice at 36,000 feet and jets probably won't freeze. What? Google is in discussions with at least one eyewear company about creating fashionable frames and prescription lenses for its Google Glass wearable computing device. That's interesting. Yahoo! Naming Katie Kirk as its global news anchor. Fascinating. We're getting more and more information. Like I was watching a movie this weekend. And, uh, God, I don't even want to say what it was. It's embarrassing to admit. Uh, nine and a half weeks. Saturday night, middle of the night. HBO is the only thing on. I was like, let's take a look at how this 80s film aged. Kim Bassinger has a newspaper. She's walking with a newspaper in the movie. And I'm like, that's weird. What is that she's holding? It's like seeing phone booths, you know? Our, our just society's putting them out of our minds. So we've been getting more and more of our news from like, yeah, New York Times Digital, sure. Absolutely. Wall Street Journal Digital, absolutely. But yeah, we get a lot of news from headlines as well. So this is a very smart move. If they could incorporate Katie Kirk into, you know, eight updates through the day, you know, one-minute updates, I don't know. Uh, Marissa Mayer's taking a big bet on the fringe developing content to replace the norm. To get your calls there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I've got a Black Wednesday coming up. Not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday. It's come out, meet me at Stillhead Brewery. Happy hour. Relax, chill. Ask your financial questions. Bring your portfolios. Talk about it and listen to the commercials, and you'll hear more about it on the show. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Airfares over the past eight years have changed in the United States. Higher fuel prices, mergers, and fewer seats are behind the rise. Secondary airports tend to have the greater fare hikes, studies show. Fares have risen an average 6.5% after inflation since 2005. This is a problem because, again, have your wages increased 6.5% since 2005. Um, it's all about supply and demand. If the airport added new capacity, uh, thus more seats, you typically saw fares go lower. Out of San Francisco, they added 22% more seats, and prices dropped 16%. Average fare out of San Francisco to other parts of the United States, $414. Oakland, they lost 35% in capacity. 35% of seats, and they saw fares increase 6% to $294 on the average flight around the United States. And San Jose, they lost 27% in their seating, thus they saw a 9% rise in cost for the ticket up to $330. Wow. 
San Francisco, yeah, we get more options, but we pay for them a much higher average airfare price. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Mayor, mayor. Uh, do we love her? Do we hate her? What she's doing with Yahoo? I think it's a pretty smart move to hire Katie Kirk to try to get video news. I would not be surprised if a high-profile sports figure goes next. The S&P 500 is up fractions. The Dow is up 25 to 16,090. The Nasdaq playing with 4,000 up fractions to 3991. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. The first-time home buyer is an intimidating process. First and foremost, like you have to figure out how much can I afford and where should I buy and what's a good house, what's a bad house. Because trust me, the lessons you learn in life are from experience. They're not from books that you read, in my opinion. Even if it's books by someone who's experienced it, I don't think you're getting what you need to know. What I'm looking for in the next home I buy is different than what I'm looking for in the last home that I bought, which is different than the first home I bought. Uh, let's talk about that first-time home buyer, the virgin. What do we need to know about the virgin home buyer? Well, it's intimidating. Okay. And it's the largest purchase you'll ever make for most people. Right. Um, you start early, get pre-approved. I think that's definitely the first thing you do. And part of that, you're going to look at your credit. You're going to see if there's anything wrong with it, if you need to make some improvements or pay off some debt. Um, and a lot of people sometimes, they, you know, I worked with some buyers that took six years before they bought. And we had a plan, you know, fixing their credit. We need a little bit more income. They were self-employed, so they were writing off too much on their Schedule C, and it wasn't really transposing over uh, better. Of course, self-employed, they used to have the stated income. So there's a lot of products that are gone that first-time homebuyers used to use to help qualify. Um, and there's some of those are coming back, just so you know. I'm going to give a, a little bit of um, light down the end of the tunnel. Uh, some portfolio lenders are offering what they call start, uh, te- not start rate, uh, qualifiers is what they're called. Okay. Um, in the past, they used to add two percentage points to what they call the qualifying rate. So there's some new products coming out. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. But definitely look at your credit. Be open-minded as well. And you, you may not be able to buy in the area you're looking at because it's too expensive. Uh, and there's a reason why it's too expensive because that's where people want to live. So... You know, you may have to have a starter home. You may have to buy a condo or a townhouse if you want to stay in that area or buy a single family somewhere farther out. And then you got to look at, am I near a, a mass transit? Can I really handle driving an hour to work uh, one way? Um, but start, starting early is probably the first thing that I would really uh, want to tell these people that are looking to buy a house um, and get in front of professionals and don't trust everybody that you run into. There's a lot of information on the internet that's going to confuse you. Right. Um, that's well, a whole other topic in itself. Let's stick with the professionals one that you can't always trust people. That's a frustrating one because honestly, I can meet 10 realtors today. I don't like them all personally, but professionally, I'll like two or three of them. And that's a problem with people because we tend to not fall in love, but we tend to go with our, and, our and it's, emotions. Yeah, and it's not just with the finding a realtor. It's finding the right um, uh, loan source. Uh, whether you're going to the Internet, are you going to go to your bank where you have your checking and savings? Are you going to go to a broker? Are you going to a banker? Are you going to a, a, you know, who are you going to? And the frustration there is that you don't know who to trust. Um, the Internet's going to tell you who to trust, and you don't know if you can trust them. And there's so many websites out there that are going to confuse you. And that, I think that that's probably one of the things that the industry has changed the most in is that, just like it did in the car business, um, that the industry is not keeping up as fast as the Internet is. 
Um, there's uh, the, the best way to do it is, to, in my opinion, is go to a broker that has multiple sources. So they run your credit once, and they can fit your product into one of the lenders that they work with, as opposed to going to a bank um, where you might have to shop several different banks just to find the bank that fits your scenario. So that's what I would do. I see a lot of people making the mistake of shopping loans where they think if I contact another lender, he's going to give me another rate or a different rate. And they might, but they might be just teasing you just to get you in the door. You want to, shop, you want to really shop a lender first of someone you could trust and someone who's got good referrals and someone who has right. the ability to go out and shop other loans for you and not just offer a prepackage. Instead of trying to you know, randomly get lucky, because when you try to randomly get lucky, they see that you've had a credit report pulled by another lender, and they say... Yes, Mr. Black, whatever you say, Mr. Black, I've got this great loan for you, Mr. Black, comes time to sign, you're like, what are these fees? We didn't talk about these, or, you know, you get higher fees but lower rates, or you get higher rates. Granted, granted, there are some many, many, many new rules that are are set up to protect the buyer. Um, They're not always executed the way they're supposed to and used to to help the borrower. As a matter of fact, there there are uh, (laughs) some lenders actually came to us and told us how we can use the new rules to confuse the borrower and, and use it in our advantage. We're like, what are you talking about? Um, it, it's crazy how the industry is really trying to adapt to what the Fed is trying to mandate here. Um, and it, it makes it even more confusing in what the, the, the buyer, especially the first-time home buyer, is supposed to expect out of the transaction. Sounds good. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You'll listen to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at RobBlack.com. So change in media, change in business ecology happens on the outside. It's worth noting, in my opinion, that I look at business as an ecology, and it's not the core business that gets under attack. It's the outside edges of the business that gets under attack, and then it eats its way on the inside. So there's a great book out there called The Death of Competition. It was written by Matlin with last name Moore, M-O-O-R-E. And I find it an intriguing read. It taught me a lot about business. Uh, but it very much so put things in the sense of um, competition is an ecology. The 800-pound gorilla can be taken out, but not by a direct assault, but by going after the fringes. So Yahoo going after Katie Couric is a very fringe, very quiet play of we're going to add a celebrity to our media. We'll see where it goes. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Don't be shy. I'd love to see you. I'd love to talk to you. Got an event coming up next Wednesday. Hear about it in the commercials. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Interesting story out this morning. 
The FDA has told Google's back 23andMe to halt DNA test services. You've probably heard commercials where you can get a saliva collection kit and send it out. company will analyze your genetics to see if you are a carrier of a disease or prone to disease-fighting conditions. Genetic test will become a $25 billion annual market in the United States within a decade, highlighting the need to identify which work best. So United Health Group basically saw this, and they went to the government and said, hey, we don't like that this company, 23andMe, are doing multiple tests. Wouldn't it be nice if you could find out with one doctor's visit if you're going to have a very unusual disease, if you're going to be prone to cancer, if you have cancer, if you know dementia is going to run a higher risk for you versus somebody else? Sure you would. Now, the healthcare companies, being cynical here, they don't want you to know that yet. It's big business doing not preventative healthcare, but healthcare on you. Preventative healthcare in these kits will be a $25 billion annual market within a decade. So I'm looking forward to that. More technology in science and health. Um, I see it as a positive thing. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. In particular, markets-oriented or investment-oriented. The S&P 500 is down to fractions day at 1804. The Dow's up 21 at 16,086. The Nasdaq's down 1 at 3990. Joining me now, certified financial planner Chad Burton to talk an odd topic here. Uh, there's different types of investors. We know that. But let's go with a different total type, people who are single. Most of us don't start saving money till we're married, and we say, I've got to take care of my wife. Most of us don't start saving money till we have kids. We want to leave a bit of a legacy with our savings. But when you're single, you're more of a spender. You're going to concerts, you're going out, you're whining and dining, you're wooing. What's your thoughts on investing and in, in, in saving as a single person? Hmm. Well, m- m- my thoughts, <laughs> if you're going to invest and in, in save while you're single, is is you find somebody that you might want to marry. Start early on on talking about prenuptial agreements. Okay. Um, I met a guy that uh, was involved in a one of the founding members of a startup. Okay. And it was well on its way. Got married. Didn't do anything on the prenuptial agreement. Lost half of what the eventual result was. And. And the marriage only lasted for a couple of years, and it was kind of one of those deals where you couldn't believe what the person did, the, you know, the spouse did in this case, and still lost a lot of what he worked you know, 15 to 20 hours a day on for five to six years of this startup. So prenuptial agreements very, very important. How about a post-nup? Post-nuptial is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things where if you don't have anything when you get married, the post-nuptial is a little bit more involved in, you know, what am I going to pay after I pass? But, boy, that's a tough thing to approach, though, when you're, you know, first getting married, you don't have kids yet. Whether or not that. it's going to hold up in court, whether or not both sides really had an attorney, yeah. it's tough. I personally don't think it's that tough. I, th- I just think you need to dehumanize it. Like, for instance, I got that frying pan from my mother. Um, I want that in a prenup, and that's a good starting conversation right there. Mm-hmm. Say, you know, a prenup, maybe things don't end as well as we want them to, or, you know, it, it, it's it's there for a worst-case scenario. It's not there for a best-case scenario. Um, now, with that said, being single, you know, you have a lot more costs, uh, but everyone should max out their 401K when you're single or when you're married. There's some things. You don't need life insurance when you're single. You know, if you die, no one cares. Right. 
So don't have life insurance. Um, you know, life insurance is there to replace your income for your loved one that you just left. Um, you know, at one point in time, if I died, my cat would have got my money. That's funny. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of sense of humor that I want to have out there. It's funny. Um, some other areas, you know, when you're single is, is do be careful because dating is expensive and, you know, trying to find the right partner is important. When you do find that person, um, talk to them about money. A lot of couples don't ever talk about money, and then when it does happen, it, it's a stressful environment, and it doesn't need to be. When do credit checks. I mean, how many times have we run into people? I have a real close friend that a marriage ended because she found out about $60,000 worth of debt that was in place prior to marriage that was yeah. totally hidden. Totally hidden until the person was basically had a breakdown and it all kind of came crashing down. And you marry into that scenario, and uh, it could be a problem, and again, something well, yeah. you fight over. It's because uh, the house was purchased together at the height, yeah. and then now her credit is completely screwed as well. So no, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's you know a situation. I, you know what I like about credit checks? Is it could kind of tell you if your spouse is kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, if, if the person you're getting ready to marry, you find out she's had like 19 late delinquent charges, and you're like, whoa, you partied pretty hard, because that, that many late, so you, you have to almost try. Yeah. Well, I've told you the story before about... A uh, couple that I could never get the financial plan done because they wouldn't give me the, the couldn't get the expenses from them. Yeah. And it never finally made it finally just didn't made sense. So I was sitting with the the one of the clients, the other the spouse was at work. Sure. And I said, "Have you ever done a credit check?" And we went to annualcreditreport.com, which is the one free. And I had to sit there with one of the spouses and uncover $100,000 worth of credit card debt that was being hidden. Yeah. And it was like m- telling you that your spouse has cheated on you for the last 10 years. It's that's, a shock. That's, I mean, he, I thought he was going to pass out. Yeah. And, um, you know, you see a guy in tears because he finds out about that much debt and his retirement has been put off for about an extra two or three years because of... As a, CF- yeah. as a CFP, did you have to hold him and nurture him and cuddle him? Uh, we were we were looking up. I said, you, you know, you can't go home and talk to your spouse about this. You need counseling. There's obviously a, a okay. shopping problem here. Don't go home and explode about it. Go speak to a counselor. Approach it almost like an intervention with other family members because it is it was an intervention and it actually yeah. turned out successful. Um, luckily, they had a ton of equity in their home and they were able to pay it off and still retire okay. But it was relatively small compared to the overall portfolio, but it was still there and it was still hidden. And so this segment's oh, turned into, instead of investing for singles, it's turned into credit check spouses. Because they're, probably, li- they're probably lying to you, is <laughs> 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 what we've learned. My dad died with, uh, with uh, $60,000 of credit card debt. $60,000 of credit card debt that no one knew about. Because my dad was kind of a short guy. He was 5'8", and uh, he'd go to like Home Depot and his store on the East Coast called Heckinger's, which was Home Depot before Home Depot. And he'd buy power tools because, you know, that gave him kind of like the manly thrill that he couldn't get from being six foot tall. Um, <laughs> with that said, I inherited a bitchin' set of tools, but my mom inherited a lot of credit card debt that she didn't know was there. So that's a, a little bit unfortunate. Yeah, we're in, that that generation too is very private about money. You yeah. know, we're in a generation where fifty percent of marriages fail. People live till they're a hundred years old, so most of the time, unfortunately, people aren't with the same spouses. So. Um, be very careful because people that trade houses, spouses, and cars more often than others are the ones that don't retire well. Interesting to note. With that said, I don't want to live to 100 unless I'm like Highlander, and I could live forever <laughs> with a Scottish friend. Um, Scottish ninjas. 
Odd concept, right? Yes, very odd. Whoever pitched that movie, they had some cojones. With that said, that certified financial planner, Chad Burton. Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Got a big Black Wednesday coming up, not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday. The Wednesday after Thanksgiving. Um, It's going to be an event where I'm going to ask you to bring out an old cell phone. Um, I'll collect it. I'll wipe it. I'll give you a form for tax deduction. Um, I'll tell you how much you can tax deduct later via email if you want. Um, It's a phone fundraiser, but it's also a Meet Rob Black Steelhead Brewery in Burlingame. Not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday. Happy hour, 3.30, 5.30-ish. Maybe a little earlier, maybe a little later. Seeing how things go. I'd love to see you out there. And again, it's a chance to connect. You can bring your portfolio, drop it off with me. I'll get back to you on some feedback. More information you give me from your age, your income, your assets, to your liabilities, to your experience, to your suitability, to your time frame, to your goals, the better. I'll give you a better opinion the more information you give me. It is all second opinions. Um as I think that's pretty important for you to grasp. TV is dying. Again, so come out next Wednesday, Steelhead Brewery. I'll have more information on my webpage this week, but uh, also you can hear it during the commercial. TV business is having one of its worst years ever. Audience ratings have collapsed. Aside from a brief respite during the Olympics, there's been only negative ratings growth on broadcast and cable TV since September 2011. The pay TV industry has reported its worst 12-month stretch ever. All the major TV providers lost a collective 113,000 subscribers in a 12-month stretch. They also lost a lot of people who are Internet subscribers, which was always the thought that they wouldn't lose both. Broadband Internet was supposed to benefit from the end of the cable TV, but it hasn't. In all, about 5 million people into their cable and broadband subscribers, subscriberships, subscriptions between the beginning of 2010 and the end of this year. Time Warner Cable lost 306,000 TV subscribers in the third quarter. 24,000 broadband web subscribers. More people are just living off their phone. Or they're getting data service with their phone and their tablet. Cable TV ratings are sinking. It's worthy of note. Historic slump. Now again, there's on occasion a breakout hit here or there, but not anything great home about right now. Fewer people are watching TV overall. Even ratings for some major TV events are in decline. The World Series since 2004 has seen fewer and fewer and fewer eyeballs. This last year, uh, awful. The year before, awful. Same thing with basketball. NBA Finals going lower and lower. Take a break here. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Gift cards. The true, I don't really want to shop for you card that says it all. Gift cards are huge. More than 80% of shoppers are going to buy one this year. Average shopper expected to spend $163 on gift cards. Whoa! I don't think I spent $160 total on all gifts. I know, I'm like a bird sanctuary, right? Cheep, 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 cheep. Also, my Twitter sound effect. The average shopper... Thank you. Thank you very much. I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when. Total spending in the category is going to reach $29 billion, almost $30 billion. Popularity of gift cards dipped from 2008 to 2010. Shoppers were, um, during the recession, after the recession, immediately after, shoppers were like more interested in 70% off. Now we're just like, here, take the gift card, give it to the nannies, take it, take it, take it. I know one boss, and I hate to be derogatory towards any, any person, because I'm the sweeter, kindler Rob Black. I'm 14% sweeter this year than last year. Call the show, I'll be really nice to you. 800-516-1220, it's 800-516-1220. My new nickname, Mr. Happy. I know, I know. So, um, staple... Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Okay, the ultimate derogatory comment that I can make towards a business. My hometown has a sports bar that the owner gave certain employees, employees, not all employees, certain employees, gift cards to Starbucks for, you know, the holiday season. Now, why do you care? How can I make you care about this? Oh, they were for $5. Oh, imagine the surprise, and you're like, I'd like two cups of coffee. Okay, ding, 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 ding. you owe $4. But but there's a gift card. Right? What do we want to talk about today? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um... Not a big activity week. Caterpillar being upgraded to Dubai is nice. That's companies whose execution has been really suspect. Alcoa lifted Dubai from neutral. It's the ultimate play on commodities, but it's a play on next year's industrialization. I like that call. Walmart announced that they've got a new CEO starting in February of 2014. Makes weird timing, weird timing to fire your head. Or not fire, but replace the head of your company during the Christmas season. Christmas. Christmas is my season. Um, Black Friday Warriors. You have to have an attack plan. Are you going to prioritize your bargains? Are you going to have a shopping list beforehand? What's the most popular gifts this year? All that information's out there. If you really want to go find it. I think if you do go out shopping, I'd always do the buddy system. I think you always want to go with at least another person, two people. I think you want to pack supplies so that you can get as much shopping in as possible without taking a break. 
failure is not an option. You must get that deal. If that TV is to be gotten, you must get it. Get it, you must. I know you're saying, you did not. I didn't, trust me, I did not. Oh, good golly. What else is there to talk about today? ADT is selling off hard. Um, the stock has been a little bit of a disaster recently, despite the company's good earnings report. A lot of retailers are struggling. Walmart is struggling. They replaced their CEO, but isn't Target struggling as well? They kind of are. There's a big story out there that Charter Communications could pay $160 a share for Time Warner and that it would be accretive to the company. The cable companies, I recently called to renegotiate, and everyone should do this. If you are been with a cable company for a period of time, you should call and kind of renegotiate and say, look, my sugar boogers give me grief. Our cable bill is too high. I need to cut some services. Let's, let's talk about what we can cut. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, you start getting deals. Scott in Berkeley. Scott. Hi. Good morning, Rob. I uh, wanted to ask your opinion on how and what ETFs out there in healthcare technology, healthcare services, you think investors would benefit from, given the fact that tens of millions of people are entering the healthcare system with the new Affordable Care Act. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't say tens of millions of people. I'd say tens of thousands of people at this point in time. Um, the worry is that the people be in, you know, who get coverage are the people that really want it and not the healthy people. So you're going to have to be cautious on how you play the HMOs, PPOs. Just know that in the long run, it's going to be very good for companies um, that do that. But in the short term, um, like a United Health Group, for instance, I like very much. In the short term, they're probably adding to the roles of healthcare, the sickly, the people who need the healthcare reform the most, not the healthy who so far. They don't care to sign up, um, according to statistics. I would look at the hospital plays, like a tenant. Uh, I would look at um, some odd plays, like consumer discretionary, autos. A lot of people think that things that we don't have to own are going to be hit hardest next year because every American, in theory, is going to be paying something for health insurance. The extreme poor now. But were the extreme poor big buyers of trucks in the first place? No. So the people that might get hit might not be buying cars. They may not be going on vacations. Wall Street's saying that's the obvious loser here. The obvious loser is typically the winner the way Wall Street works. Social broker advisor for taking action. Medical devices, kind of a loser I'd stay away from until we see how it shakes out. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Rob Black and your money. Your station for news, Bay Area business, and real-time traffic. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. See, we can help your business get home. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 
1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Stocks edging higher, I think, is clearly in a lot of people's mind of, so when do we pull back? When can I get some money involved in the market that's been sitting on the sidelines for such a long time? And the honest answer is no one knows. And if we did, I certainly wouldn't tell you before I bought everything that I could, then I'd tell you. There is a crystal ball. People that tell you that they know, they don't know. They're just trying to get you to do business with them and or to respect them or they've got daddy issues. Um, I've got some of the daddy issues for sure, but I think I've contained them as well as I can. Today, the S&P 500 is in play. The NASDAQ, obviously, in play. The Dow Jones Industrial Average in play. And what do I mean by play is we're watching them to see where they close. It's going to be a light volume week. A lot of people are traveling, which another twist and turn here is a lot of people are traveling, but there's a winter storm that's going to mess things up in the southeast today and tomorrow and then head up north to the northeast. If the track of the storm continues, it's going to be a, a rough Thanksgiving to get to where you want to go. So Southwest, JetBlue, Continental, all these guys are players, but even more so our economy is a player. When you go to grandmother's house for Thanksgiving, you tend to consume energy. You tend to consume hotel rooms. Um, it's a boost for economic activity. S&P 500's up fractions to 1805. The Dow's up 25 to 16,090. So S&P's above its threshold. Dow Jones above its threshold. The NASDAQ is the one that, come on, guys. You could do it. Like, you want to get underneath them and push. Push! So uh, can the NASDAQ get to 4,000 today and hold 4,000? They got there earlier on a strong market open due to you know, some sanctions being lifted at CNBC. Not at CNBC, but at uh, Iran over nuclear enrichment. Energy costs went down around the world on that news because it takes on some of the risk premium that we're like, well, the Middle East doesn't look so good, and there's a lot of energy there, and Iran could blow up nuclear everyone any minute now. But that appears to be a little bit on hold, although you could just instantly go to media and find reports that are like, U.S. not happy with this deal in any way, shape, or form. Um, Twitter, down 5% today. TWTR, TWTR, under $40 a share. Becoming very interesting. Thank you, Twitter. Um, hashtag, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So, where do I go into that? Um, there's been an investor survey going around. And part of it is a lot of people don't think that Twitter is going to be that strong for at least six months until the insiders start selling, that it was overpriced and that it needs to get down to the you know, like Facebook did, a pretty big pullback, maybe under 30. Where you buy it, it's up to you. Um, I don't necessarily want to say, like, I don't think the average investor should buy stocks. 
first and foremost. But on top of that, I think if you do, you have to understand that there's risks. So the big risk on Twitter, the big risk, is stock market correction. Could bring them down. Maybe a little economic uncertainty tied towards 2014 and Obamacare and people's budgets and are we creating enough jobs. So there are two risks there, stock market risk, and then you get the economic risk. Then you get into competition with Facebook, which is a richer uh, platform. You know, someone like Yelp, when I'm at the gym and I'm looking for a restaurant for dinner, Yelp's a lot more powerful than, say, Twitter is for advertisers. Another risk on Twitter is valuation. Another risk on Twitter is insider selling. So now you know the risks. You know the upside as well. Revenue growth. Uh, scalable earnings. Pretty good penetration worldwide. Less so much in the United States. Um, so it's more of an international Web 2.0 company on some levels than, say, a domesticated version. Pandora was downgraded to equal weight from overweight at Morgan Stanley. It's a valuation downgrade. Uh, Twitter was given a market perform over at Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo does not always pinpoint its price targets, valuation range that they said somewhere between 36 and 39. Brocade Communications, close to multi-year highs. Company was downgraded today. Price targets $9, and it's kind of where it is right now. AOL was downgraded to second perform from outperform at the $46 price target at RBC Capital Markets. Those are some of the bigger upgrades and downgrades on Wall Street today. Interesting day. Tesla started higher, went lower. Best Buy is going higher ahead of Black Friday this week. Um, Whole Foods markets, um, they're doing everything right, right for their competition. The fresh market sprouts. Um, had a bad week last week. Now, Whole Foods went from 65 to 56 last week on that news. That makes it very interesting because sometimes you, you start with liking a company, right? So you like a company, you, you, then you go like, man, these millennials, they'll do anything for healthy food. They don't like frozen food, they don't like food in a can. So they'll do anything for healthy food. Fresher food. But the millennials aren't the best shoppers right now. Again, they are the discretionary. And they'd rather not save in their 401k as long as they could have a fresh panini sandwich today. The market cap of Whole Foods is high. The P.E. is high. But it is interesting. Again, would I like to see the P.E. come lower? Yeah. But it's also a retailer that's still expanding across the United States. Still very much so competing with Safeway. Safeway's got ham this week for 99 cents a pound. Honeybaked Ham Company's got ham for $7.50 a pound. That's outrageous. Guess where I'm getting my ham? Honeybaked ham, right? The ham's texture's better. The flavor's better. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're genetically modifying their pigs. I don't know. I don't know. But I'll, I'll pay... Seven times what you can get at Safeway because I don't want the cardboard ham. I want the the luscious ham ham. So that's a trend. People are paying for quality, whether it be uh, uh, an ex- expensive watch, whether it be high-end cars, whether it be high-end luxury stocks and retailers. People want quality, uh, both in their food as well as in their 
their lifestyle. Um, companies like Walmart and Target are struggling because they're not quite cheap enough of product, and they're not quite expensive enough. And that sweet spot is getting the sacrifice across our economy. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Swiss voters rejected a referendum that would cap executive pay at 12 times the lowest paid employee salary. That's something to pay attention to in the future. Why? Because more and more middle class are becoming lower class around the world. Now, there are some middle classes being created for sure in Asian countries. Um, but more and more middle class are, are struggling. That Swiss referendum did fail. But the fact that we're talking about it is intriguing. Get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Did you see Hunger Games this weekend? Call it. Call in and spoil it for me. 800-516-1220. Turnaround is fair play. Well, 20 KDOWG and Solutions. The bottom line. No gain to report. Professional about your fixed loans offer the also may appear. AM 1220 KDOW is home for. Stocks are fluctuating. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, gift cards. Iran agrees to deal with world powers to curb nuclear work. That's interesting of note. They're going to get $7 billion in relief from sanctions left uh, in bad negotiations. So nuclear activities, Iran won an easing of certain sanctions on oil, auto parts, gold, and precious metals for six months. The deal could be revoked at any point in time. That's what makes that deal not worth the paper it's written on, is that short-term they get a reprieve as long as they sign something that says, we will do as you say. Mm, that just got me a little crazy, right? Now, that's going to give us a little reprieve on Wall Street. Why? Because we don't have to worry as much about what's going on in the Middle East as far as tension. Since sanctions have been put on Iran, the threat of nuclear war has gone up. The threat of a military strike by the United States or Israel has gone up. And the price of energy has ultimately you know, surged at times based on that Middle East premium that we pay for risk. Right now, we're taking a look at the stock market. We see the S&P 500 up 1, 18.05. Good. Low volume, but good. Ten-year Treasury sits at 2.74%, slightly under its 2.83 that it hit on Friday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 33 to 16,098. That's nice. It's above 16,000. And the Nasdaq's playing with, flirting with 4,000, a big round number. Um, Back in the bubble days of 2000, getting back to those big round numbers, but through more earnings this time and less speculation based on future revenues equal earnings. 800-516-1220. Again, the S&P 500 is up one, the Dow up 33, the NASDAQ up two. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. He joins the show on a regular basis. He's with NewFocusFinancial.com. It's NewFocusFinancial.com. One of the areas that I like to talk about are some of the basics. Um, I think the number one thing that you have to do when thinking about retirement, Chad, is set some priorities. You know, when you're in your 20s, like you just want to go to the Great Wall of China, you want to meet hot chicks, but you have to have grander priorities than that, like a vacation home, a retirement income. 
Yeah, it's well, and the thing that you have to realize too is that priorities change based on different phases of your life. Um, so priorities aren't static. Um, you have to have somebody helping you make sure that your priorities are realistic, though. Okay. Um, you know, for example, the, the the common scenario that you and I see is um, younger parents or single parents where they 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 talk about their main priority is sending their kids to college, and really it should be making sure that you're going to eventually someday be able to retire because there's other ways we can help kids get through college, whether it's loans or whatever it may be. But your early years in terms of saving and plugging enough money away in your 20s and 30s so that it's there to grow for the next 40 years is extremely important. So whenever anybody comes in, we have them write down um, their top three financial concerns at this time. And it it will change based on your age, based on your family dynamics and how your family changes, whether it's you just got married, you just had children, you're empty nesters, you just got a divorce, priorities change. Yeah, you should really focus on the big ticket, long range plans. You know, that's where the big costs come in, you know, weddings, retirement, um, college costs, retirement homes, um, kind of creating a bucket list of high end priorities versus low end priorities. Um, what are some of your bucket lists as far as priorities go and things you have to fund in your lifetime? Um, you know, something that I need to fund is, is more travel since I started this business so early um, and then had kids, three children. Um, I invest very globally, but I, I, I really want to go see personally a lot of the places that I invest in that I depend on some of the really good managers to, to know really, really well. But yeah, Like, you want to go to Asia? Yeah, I would like to... I would like to go to a lot of different places. Yeah. However, I'm going to save that till later in life because my big priorities right now are to do things that my body's still able to do, like snowboard with my kids and do all the stuff that I know my knees are going to be wrecked by the time I'm 50 from yeah. all the stuff that you, you've seen me do. So I'll travel then. I'll be around in my little scooter on the wall of China. On the wall of China. <laughs> the great wall of China. I hear it's pretty great. Yes, I hear it's great as well. It's kind of interesting because like, I have no interest in Asia just because I'm not a fish guy. And I know you could probably get non-fish meals in Asia. Just they're heavily relying on fish. Therefore, I have a bias that I don't really want to go to Asia. Okay. I know. Odd, right? It's not one of your priorities. So one of my priorities is um, a retirement home. Um, I want comfort. I don't want on Golden Pond, but I want mm-hmm. you know to slow things down because I've worked pretty hard in my 20s and 30s. So when I hit my 50s and 60s, I kind of slow things down. Yeah. And... You know, people, sometimes when you ask them what their priorities are, and the first one they say, I want to retire by 65, and then you go through their other priorities, whether it's a vacation home, an RV, a home remodel, um, buying a specific new car, and that's something that people forget to leave out of their financial plan, is is they're going to need a new car every 10 years on average. Um, And so those types of cash flow items, weddings, helping grandkids with college, those have to be projected out in your long-term cash flow analysis so that you can see where that money's going to come from. And when you sell stocks to pay for those items or when you pull money out of your IRAs to pay for those items, that also is going to create a bit of a tax issue at those times. And so that all has to be figured in to say, do I have enough to really retire? Or is it better to say, maybe I'll work another two years or maybe five years part-time so that I can be retired plus achieve these other goals? Some of my priorities are amass enough wealth so that I could retire comfortably, um, pay for kids that college education is lower. It's not as high as enough. You know, I'm more about the wealth because if you have wealth, if you have a 401k that's got a lot of money in it, you can always pay for the kids' college that way. I want to buy a house. I want to get out of debt. You know, when you have priorities, write them down because then your next step is to say, 
How much debt do I have? How long will it take me to get it? Um, if I want to buy a house, what size house do I want to buy? How much is it going to cost? You've got to write down your priorities. You just can't have them in your head so that you know, you're comfortable. You have to write them down and, and get real with it, right. as Dr. Phil would say. Certain priorities will conflict with each other. In other words, you might say, Mike, I want to invest aggressively and go as much growth as possible, but in two years I need to put a down payment on a house. Those two things conflict because you can't invest super aggressive with funds that you're going to need in two years. It just it, Those two things won't work together. You know, so there's doc- a happy medium. Somewhere. You know, Dr. Phil has a degree in physiology. <laughs> he's not a therapist. He's not, he's not any of that stuff. So, I don't know. It's, it shows you how bogus he could be and get by as a bogus sham in your life. Yeah, that's, that's the case. Let me just look at Lance Armstrong. Oh, yeah. Cheating pays, though, is what I learned. <laughs> He's worth a quarter of hey, a billion kids, dollars. Hey, kids, the lesson of this segment is... Performance-enhancing drugs will take you far in your career. Until you get caught. <laughs> yeah, he was such... Uh, I'm not even going to go into his little crocodile tear moments in his life. Um, what was bad about him is how many people that he hurt covering up his lies. It's you know, okay to lie. He was. Yeah, he was just a nasty, mean, vile person. Speaking of nasty, mean, vile persons... CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black, but he, again, is the one that only Chad Burton. You can email him, chad at chadburton.com. And again, I'm Rob Black. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Walmart getting a new CEO. That's certainly very interesting. The stock's done well of late, but they have had some problems, internationally speaking, of growing, as well as are there plenty of Walmarts in America? Do we need any more? Sales meager, meager growth year over year. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. People, credit card. Who are the Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. You're not going to believe this. You're going to get angry. Sony filed a patent for a smart wig. Okay, we get the smart watch. We even get the smart glasses. We get it. We want to see the control in our interface in our upper right eye. I get it. But a smart wig, the wearable tech space is booming and different companies are trying different things. Sony engineers just filed a patent that veers sharply from Google Glass or its own smartwatch, a smart wig. The patent filings describes the smart wig as a hairpiece that covers and hides at least one sensor, a control unit, and a communication interface. The idea is someone can pair their wig with a second computing device like a smartphone and receive tactile feedback like vibrations on their head, presumably when the user gets a text or email. It's not April Fool's. This is a true story. If anyone wants a copy of it, email me, rob at robblack.com. Sony also suggests that the wig could have a GPS sensor, the ability to use sound waves to detect objects around it, a camera, and a laser pointer. 
Wigs are useful to enhance a user's appearance and change others' impressions because different hairstyles give different impressions, so says Sony. Thus, people use wigs, especially bald people who usually wear wigs in their daily lives could take advantage of this. Okay, I'm just going to say one thing. There ain't no way I'm wearing wearing a a Google wig or a Sony wig, sensors, cancer in the head. No. No, 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 no. If I need to know that I got email, just put the sensor in my head, not on my head. That's upsetting. I don't know why that bothers me so much, but it does. Some stock market themes. Growth is going to outperform value for 2014. There's going to be an increase in CapEx spending. Companies that will benefit from it. Big buyback companies will outperform the stock market. And companies with high operating leverage will outperform. As the economy improves, companies with high fixed costs do better. Um, some items that people go nut for, nuts for on Black Friday. iPhone 5S and 5C. You know, Walmart's got a gift card that you can get. Um, if you purchase either phone, you have to get it to your contract. But the iPhone 5S is going to be on sale for $189. iPhone 5C is $45. And with that purchase, you get a $75 Walmart gifts card. Other big savers this year. Uh... Leapfrog LeapPad 2 Explorer, $39 on Black Friday. Tablet features front and back cameras and video recorders. It comes with five apps, including Cartoon Director. It's typically $79, but Toys R Us is selling it for $39. It's kind of like an iPad for kids. The iPad Mini. Walmart's going to be selling it for $299 with a $100 Walmart gift card. A limit of one per customer. Kindle Fire HD. Best Buy is running a two-day sale offering the tablet for $99. Again, kind of like a poor man's iPad, but there's no shame in that. Beats by Dr. Dre. I'm not a big headphones kind of guy, but um, big markdown to $114 from typical $199 over at Walmart. Feel also good online. I got an email this week from my sister that I think it's worth sharing. Um, In large part, it just... It shows you one of the reasons you need to save. Uh, It's not pretty. And it's a little bit on the powerful side. Now, this is kind of a big setup. So hopefully there's a big payoff. Um, Let's see. How do I start this story? Sister sends me an email. She goes, no emergency. Just wanted to let you know mom may be starting to lose her ability to do things on her own. She's talking about not being able to remember how to make coffee. She makes instant coffee. It's probably the easiest thing you can have, right? Then one of my other brothers said that a neighbor said that mom was out hanging out by the mailbox in the cold waiting for mail. My mom lives on the East Coast, so you're talking about 20 degree, 30 degree weather. The neighbor is helping my mom look for nursing homes. That's odd. Why aren't my brothers and sisters doing it? Why am I not doing it? She wants to die in the house that my dad lived in. Um, she toured a nursing home last year but felt it was too expensive. My mom's now getting to the point where she's now outside. She's that crazy lady outside in the cold. And she's probably days from death. If that's the type of decision she's making, she's going to make a bad one. 
A um, couple brothers visited her. Brought her some milk. Brought her some bananas. Um, you know, helped around the house. She can't do it anymore. Um, she's getting meals on wheels, but she doesn't necessarily refrigerate them instantly because she doesn't think to do that. When uh, she is visited, she wants you know crappy things like cupcakes and you know for her children to mop the floor for her. Um, she requested to go to an eye doctor a couple times. She's got a foggy spot at the bottom of her glasses. So it's not tragic. But it's getting there kind of quickly. And it's just an aging parent. I have one. You might have one. Or you will have one. Um, you know, I followed up with my sister, like, what do you want me to do? You want me to come out and visit? You want money? Is there anything I could do? Um, my mom's lost the ability to change the channel on the TV. So... If her TV somehow gets on the wrong channel, it's stuck there until one of her children comes and changes it. My mom doesn't have friends who visit. So now she's looking at a cost of 40000 to $100,000 a year for a nursing home. Some of that's going to be you know, paid for by the military benefits that my father left. But not all of it. She doesn't want to burn through you know, savings, but she will. Um, my grandmother lived a very long period of time in very poor health with Alzheimer's disease, as I've referred to it as a kid, old-timers. So it's a financial issue here. Now, a lot of baby boomers are going to inherit $64,000 when their parents die. That's the rough number. Two out of three boomers projected to inherit. Now's a really good time for the brothers and sisters of my family to talk money. I've got some older brothers. I've got a younger sister. Now is a really good time to talk about, like, what are we going to do with the house if mom goes? What are we going to do with the inheritance? What are we going to do with her cash if she needs it? You know, we can't sell her house unless we do a projection of how long she might live in a nursing home. You know, if she lives the last ten years of her life in a nursing home, that's a million dollars. Does she have that? If that's all she has, and let's say she lives ten years and there's no inheritance, hopefully my brother's prepared for that. Hopefully they weren't expecting it. So now's a good time to talk to your loved ones. I do this show in a very honest format. You know, I'm positive sometime in the next year I'm going back to the East Coast to put my mom in an old folks' home, to tell her I love her, to tell her that she can't be on her own, to tell her that she's going to hurt herself. Um, I don't like the fact that a neighbor's helping my mom because I don't. I hope the neighbor's best interest is to help my mom and not something else. So get a will together. Get a trust together. If you own a house in the state of California, get a trust. If you expect that house to be, you know, in your ownership when you die. Two out of three baby boomers are going to, between the age of 46 and 64, they're projected to inherit an average of $64,000. Now, that's a lot of money to come in at one time if you don't know about it. The intergenerational transfer of wealth is going to be about $11.6 trillion. But it depends on how long the boomers live. So I think if you have designs of passing on assets to your loved ones, prepare them for it. You know, I'd strongly consider getting, you know, some financial planning tips and hints from professionals before you throw $64,000 onto your adult child. Um, 
sudden wealth can be burned through very, very quickly. You've heard stories about it on this show before. Uh, and you hear stories about it on, gosh, just look at the NFL. 70% of players are bankrupt within three years after leaving the NFL, in large part because they spend too much money. They buy an expensive house, and they don't really have a plan for how does that really start to doodle away. Anyway, uh, I love my mom enormously, and I miss her enormously. Um, I hope I hope that you have a healthy conversation with your parents, or if you're a parent, have a healthy conversation with your children. It's a good thing, not a bad thing, because you don't want them burning through $64,000 buying a new car and a you know chest implant. Or in my case, I'd get a buttocks implant. So the stock market's been incredible this year. Critics are arguing that the gains have come from multiples rather than earnings. There's a note being passed around this morning about earnings acceleration should be on the way. If you take a look at corporate earnings growth against global PMI readings, the earnings growth is in line on a four-month lag. So in the next four months, as we've seen a spike in global PMI readings, we should see a spike in earnings, PMI, Purchasing Managers Index. So that's our next leg up. Do you want to fight that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not answering your questions. You listen to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Drop me an email, Rob at robblack.com. It's Rob at robblack.com. We'll take a break here. Be back in just a few minutes. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Log on to Sugarlake.com traffic. Hi, it's Rob Black. The year's winding down, and I'm doing two Black Wednesdays with a twist. One December 4th Wednesday at Steelhead Brewery in Burlingame, and the other event at the Fault Line Brewery in Sunnyvale on Wednesday, December 11th. Both events start roughly at 3 and run to 5.30. The twist is it's also a charitable phone fund drive where if you want to donate an old or broken smartphone, bring it out. I'll collect it. I'll donate it to a nonprofit charity, and you get the tax write-off. Again, December 4th at Steelhead Brewery in Burlingame, Fault Line Brewery in Sunnyvale on December 11th. Bring a copy of your portfolio. Bring financial questions. I'm going to give you a good, honest second opinion, or I'll send you feedback for how you're doing at getting financially secure. If you can't make the event and still want to drop off an old or broken phone, email me, rob at robblack.com, and I'll tell you how. Again, Black Wednesday get-togethers, December 4th at Steelhead Brewery in Burlingame, and the other one, Fault Line Brewery in Sunnyvale, on December 11th, one week later. Both events are between 3 and 5.30. For more information, go to robblack.com. Hope to see you there. Do you have student loans? Are you worried about making your payments? Don't worry. We can help you. If you're behind, if you're late, or even if you're in default on your student loans, we can help cut your payments right away. We provide student loan relief, getting you relief from your student loans fast. We'll stop any harassing phone calls, stop any wage garnishments, and even remove any tax liens. No matter how much you owe or how far behind you are on payments, call our established student aid toll-free assistance line right now at 800-641-6090. 
888-2898. We can fix your student loan problems guaranteed. That's right. We guarantee we'll get your student loan out of default and cut your payments right away. Best of all, it's 100% guaranteed. Just call 800-641-6098. We've helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loans. Don't go another day with your loans behind or in default. Our specialists are waiting for your call. Call 800-641-6098. That's 800-641-6098. Again, 800-641-6098. Hi, I'm Rob Black, host of Rob Black and Your Money. I do a show on this station about wealth and getting to retirement. I recognize the importance of real estate and getting the right loan for that real estate. But the key is you need to get the right loan that fits your needs. Tony Mendez is my mortgage lender. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. I've done numerous personal loans with him and have referred Tony Mendez to many of my friends and business partners. He gets to know your needs. He finds the right loan to fit your unique situation. Real estate market changes constantly. So you want someone with a proven track record of success. I've never heard any negative feedback on him, and thus, I trust him to get the right mortgage for you. If you're thinking of buying a new home or refinancing your current mortgage, contact Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. From pre-approval to good credit to bad credit to last-second scenarios, Tony Mendez will find the solution for you. Find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Calvary 01013947. Partners Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. Not a guarantee of specific loan terms or a guarantee to land. Stocks. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So earnings growth inside the United States has grown need lagging to the indicator of PMI growth internationally. Recent purchasing managers index has spiked up in the last four months, so earnings should start to spike up. Will it happen? I don't know. It's you know we've had a very underwhelming bull market tied towards earnings. We've had a very overwhelming bull market tied towards valuations and the cheap cost of money. The reason Obamacare is failing so far the drive for universal health care has always been based on the idea that health care should be available for everyone. That no one should be without health care. And I think we all mostly agree with that idea. This is the goal of the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare program. The biggest flaw was that you think that everyone wants health care. It's based on that premise. That persons without health care faced unfair obstacles towards obtaining insurance. Obstacles included pre-existing conditions and excessive costs. Reality has now turned out to be a little bit different. The low sign-up numbers for Obamacare have one overriding message. The vast majority of people in the United States without insurance don't want it. They don't want it if they have to pay for it. The real demand for Obamacare so far appears to have been the desire to feel good that health care is available in the United States. That's what got the program implemented. In other words, people with health care already wanted everyone to have health care without considering who those people actually were. Certainly there's a lot of vocal complaints on both sides, especially for people when they have a pre-existing condition and it's sad. Large segment has been the young and healthy people without insurance so far who made a conscious choice not to purchase health care insurance plans for whatever reasons. If you ask a young, single, healthy person 
that prefer to pay the tax this year it's going to be ninety five dollars. It's going to rise to six hundred seventy dollars over time, but they don't want to pay four hundred dollars you know a month for health care. So they're going to get taxed ninety five dollars next year for not having health care. But they're young, they're beautiful, they're independent contractors. They can't afford you know an extra five thousand dollars a year. So if people are single, people like it's going to be interesting to watch. The segment of the uninsured population is probably the overwhelming segment of the total uninsured population. So they're self-insuring themselves is what it comes down to, but taking the risk that they will not need extensive health care. The government's coercing people into buying health care insurance or paying a fine, which is really a tax. It'll be collected by the IRS. Obamacare could look at an attempt to create demand in the marketplace for health care. Obamacare's principal flaw is boiling down to this. Success requires the uninsured healthy segment of the population to contribute. The uninsured healthy segment of the population does not want to pay the price. And that's the flaw of the whole system at this point in time. People don't use it when it comes to insurance are the ones who make the cost affordable for everyone else. You've got a big plan at your company, and there's a lot of young people who don't use it, and that helps the elderly people pay less in premiums. It's going to be a very interesting year next year, in my opinion, to see what comes of some of these health care reforms and the taxes tied towards them and the cost of health care. Again, if the people who are signing up right now are the sickly, they're going to be, there's going to be excessive charges. And... Um, that's of note. So, sicker people cost more money. Hunger Games, Lionsgate, ticker symbol LGF. Lionsgate is underperforming today. Why is that? It's the classic Wall Street angle of buy on the rumor, sell on the news. Lionsgate's down 7% today. If you were to go back one year, when we knew Hunger Games was coming out this Christmas, this holiday season, I guess is the right way of saying that, but if you go back in time one year, this was an $18 stock. I did stories on this show, on television, that said when the movie comes out, the hype's going to be there. You sell on the news, you buy on the rumor. Now, I think somewhere around $30, $28 to $30, there's some value in Lionsgate. Um, you're talking about a company that's a media company. They have the franchise of the vampires, the, the brooding teen angst. Vampires vs. Werewolf Twilight Series. Um, AMC, also another one of those kind of like players in this whole franchise world of uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games 2, Hunger Games 3, Hunger Games 4. They're all coming out. Anyone want a spoiler from Hunger Games 2? Anyone want a spoiler? Anyone want a spoiler? Spoiler alert. Okay. She dies. No, she doesn't die. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Lots going on on Wall Street. FTA tells Google back 23andMe to halt DNA test service. To me, this smells egregiously of big, big money blocking a company. 23andMe with a spit test could start telling you things like you might be exposed to heart disease or cancer. Um you might have Parkinson's or you might be susceptible to Parkinson's. So it gives you multiple test results from one test. 
And right now, that's a no-no. FDA said company failed to address the issues described during previous interactions. 23andMe submitted FDA applications in July and September of 2012 for the least stringent of type, two types of medical device reviews. So, if it's to be sold directly to customers, the FDA wants in on it. United Health Group is the company that you know raised concerns on this. Like, oh, we do a lot of medical testing. We went through the rules. We went through the FDA. That's one thing that I hate about business in Wall Street at this point in time is how much they'll fight to stop you from having a great product if they somehow are making money in that tertiary, ancillary area. You're listening to me, Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblack.com. Listen to CFP Chad Burton, new focus on wealth today from 1 to 2, right here on AM 1220, KDOW. The views and Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.